Look, you're listening to this podcast, which means you know that your business needs to be on social media. But simply being on social media isn't going to get you sales. You need to be deliberate about what, when, and where you post. To learn how to get the most out of your social media campaigns, check out our ebook, The Relationship Marketer's Guide to Social Media Success. You can download it for free at ReminderMedia.com slash social success. That's ReminderMedia.com slash social success. Take action on this today. <laughs> I'm still not sure how to start these because we've we've dropped the intro, and I think this is probably the intro right now. Yeah, well, we've tried many many different ways. Just so you guys know, if you've ever started a podcast, you know, don't feel bad if you've gone through multiple iterations of trying things. It's like I've maybe mentioned this before. When you're doing a podcast, it's kind of like the first season of a TV show. Right. Like go back and watch the first season of like The Office or or Lost, if anybody's seen the series of Lost Seinfeld. It's interesting the characters and I guess Josh and I maybe are some of the characters in this. You evolve. You you're like, a, you're fi- a character. Yeah, I'm definitely a character. You find like more your personality or, or who you are. And I think you become more comfortable. In TV, obviously, you're, you're really adjusting to who this character is. On this podcast, it's more of you just become more comfortable. Yeah. You become more raw, more real. It's very hard. I don't know if anybody else experiences this listening to the podcast. For me, it's really, really hard. People talk about being authentic. It is really hard to be real, and I give myself the excuse of I'm trying to be nice. And and I don't mean it like it, being real is not being mean to people, but you always kind of give yourself like this excuse of, well, that's not how they would want me to act, or I don't want to offend them. No, or yeah, I don't. And yeah. so you constantly kind of mold to the audience, and there's an art form to that in mm-hmm. sales, but it really makes it hard for people to really connect with you because you're always becoming a chameleon to them. Yeah. Like it's like, I don't know how to explain well, it's it. It's not, I mean, it's not unique to us. We, I'm, I'm in a podcast group, like a few podcast group on Facebook. And the number one question that most people ask is like, how many episodes are you recording before even releasing your podcast? Mm. I mean, people are recording 20 episodes. Well, we recorded a bunch or and then re-recording. Them. The first yeah, episode that, 20 we did, different times, yeah, we which did we did that. a few times as well. Too, we were embarrassed. But, hey, this is all content. This is all yep. something that we're doing because we want to connect with our audience. We want to build a bigger audience, meet new people, kind of get our our thoughts and our experiences out there, and then learn from others. And one of the people that we're going to be learning from today... Yes, so buckle in because... Speaking of being authentic, she has a ton of great content on this because her strategy and, and really her message is really all about social media, how to build that story on social media. Her name is Katie Lance. She is the CEO and co-founder of Katie Lance Consulting and is a nationally known keynote speaker at conferences and events. And I believe, Katie, you you worked for Inman at some point, right? And you actually began their okay. ambassador program at Inman like a year or 10 years ago doing that kind of thing, getting a tribe, getting people that were raving fans of Inman and then leveraging yep. them to help cover uh, Inman events and stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's how a lot of it started. I worked for Inman for uh, a number of years and was really honored to be able to be part of the initiative that helped launch that ambassador program. And now you're running your own uh, consulting (laughs) firm and joining us here on Stay Paid today. Jumped out into the entrepreneur's water. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you so much for having me today. I am excited to be here. Now, it's amazing to have you. And for those who don't know, Inman News is like the leading news site for real estate stuff. So yep. I actually check Inman News every single day because, you every know, morning. Our, our biggest industry we work in, as you guys know, is, is real estate agents. And so just getting kind of what's happening in the industry. So if you don't know of Inman News, you should. If you're in real estate, you should go check it out. But that's what Josh is referring to. Katie, super excited to have you on. We were just chatting a little bit before we came on the podcast. We've been following you now for, I think, about like three years. I remember we sponsored something at Inman, and and I was able to speak on stage, and that's when I first learned about you and and saw one of your speeches where you kind of broke it down within, I don't know if it was like five minutes or the five best things in five minutes or something like that. And we've (laughs) kind of been following you. And what's impressed me is... You know, you have what I've called kind of grinded it out. Like I haven't, there's some people we (laughs) interview. Yeah, there's some people we interview that they just, for some reason, it's something clicks and they get viral and one post leads and it goes. I haven't necessarily seen that with yours following your social media. It has been a labor of love, if I can say it correctly. You have consistently posted, consistently grinded it out. And now you're over 14,000 followers on Instagram, 14,000, 15,000 on Facebook. I'm probably getting the numbers a little wrong, but you've built this (laughs) following. (laughs) You've built this following really being consistent and giving value. And so I'm really interested to learn, obviously, about building that because we're trying to build ours for our company. And I know our audience is hearing 24-7, you should be on social if you're not on social. You should post this many gotta times a day. Gotta post your stories. Right? Gotta, you gotta post, post your lives. I, I Myself, and guys, <laughs> listen to this. You'll have camaraderie with this. I mean, we run a multi-million dollar organization here. We are a marketing company. And we still are in meetings, testing, trying things, still trying to figure out the beast of social media, trying to figure out because it's constantly changing. There's so many platforms. So if you feel some fear with social media, grab a pen, grab a notepad, Listen back to this podcast because Katie, it, this is what she loves. This is She's a practitioner in her own business, so she practices what she preaches. And then she's a coach and she teaches real estate agents and, and maybe many more. I don't know. We'll find out. But about how to use social media. And I really want to pick her brain today on what are the best tips? What are the very best? If you could give your best two, three, whatever it is, tips, what would you give? But before we do that, I want Katie to kind of introduce herself to all of you. I like asking uh, the person to kind of give your story, Katie. Give us your 30,000-foot view of this journey called life that you've been on. And, you know, walk us through how did you get to running this Social Smart Academy that you're doing in this Katie Lance Consulting? Walk us through your journey. Absolutely. I don't know if I can follow that intro though. That was, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> so thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. And thank you for the compliment about just grinding it out. I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk more about that today because I'm a big believer in content and, and consistency and, and, and all that good stuff. So, um, just to share, I guess, just as you mentioned, kind of a quick background about, about me. Um, I've always loved marketing. I was always one of those people who just kind of always, lo- always loved the idea of marketing, went to school for that back in the day. Uh, I don't want to date myself, but I certainly did not go to school for social media because it didn't really exist <laughs> back when I was in college. Um, and I got into the real estate in this industry about a decade or so ago. I was hired for um, to be a marketing director for a local boutique brokerage here in the San Francisco Bay Area where I live. And that was my first step into real estate. And 
I was the gal who at the, at the boutique brokerage was doing all the marketing. I was doing the flyers and the newspaper ads. And that was kind of when social media was starting to really come to the forefront, um, especially with real estate. And at the risk of sounding corny, I really fell in love with the industry. I, I really love the entrepreneurial spirit of agents and brokers and worked at that brokerage for a number of years. And then from there went on to work for Inman News. Um, as you mentioned, for a number of years, I started as their marketing director and I you know, worked my way up the ladder, became their social media director, helped launch their ambassador program. And then I got the opportunity to speak all over the country. And that's really where I kind of fell in love with, and, you know, speaking and, and helping and, and really kind of being a, a servant in a lot of ways to, uh, to serving the industry. And, and then, as you mentioned, I, I got that entrepreneurial bug. So in 2012, we got that, you know, kind of entrepreneurial bug and decided to go out on my own. And so it'll be seven years this October uh, that we've been in business. Congratulations. A few years ago, my, my husband quit his corporate job. So he's my Uh-oh, uh, you're really all committed now. partner of business. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're all in and we've grown and that's amazing. formed over, over the years. So it's that's, exciting to be here and uh, see what happens next. I'm curious, what was the hardest part about starting your business? Because I know people who are listening to this maybe just started their business. What was the hardest part for you? Um, I would probably say, I guess two things. The first was actually just making the decision okay. to do it. You know, when I was at Inman, it was a really great, uh, great environment, great company. I mean, it's such a great brand. Um, you know, but we all get the, that feeling of like, there's something like, what's the next thing? Right. And I remember kind of quietly, you know, exploring other options and, and realizing that, you know what, maybe, maybe the next step is for me to go out on my own. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm you know, married. I have kids. Like, you know, you have these responsibilities in life. <laughs> and when you make that leap to go out on your own, it can be a big decision. So mm. I think that was sort of the very first thing was once I made the choice, it was um, it was a little nerve wracking. Uh, and then I would say probably the next thing was not completely knowing what it is I wanted to do. I knew I was good at what I was, you know, good at what I knew. And, and I was confident in that. But I I didn't have all my ducks in a row. I didn't have a fancy business plan. There was kind of a lot of fake it till you make it, you know, and sort of the say yes, figure it out later. That's a golden which, nugget right there, though. That that yeah. truly is. That fake it till you make it. I mean, people like entrepreneurs, the, the common trait I see in all of them is they have the Cortez mentality. They burn the ships. They they show up and then they burn the ships. They're all all in. And then they yeah. say yes and figure it out later. What is it? Richard Branson says an opportunity walks by and you don't know how to do it. Say yes to it and figure out how to do it. Don't turn it down. Don't go learn how to do it and come back and say yes because you'll <laughs> lose the opportunity. Just say yes and figure it out. So I love that's a golden nugget. I love that. Yeah, that was a huge, a huge, I think, part of the beginning of our business. And we really can continue to, you know, to evolve. And I think that's really baked into a lot of what we do. And it doesn't mean you are, you know, you're not being authentic because as you mentioned, authenticity and being true to who you are is really important. But so often we let our fears go, well, yep. I'm not good enough for that. Like you said with the podcast, I'm not really ready to release that yet. And so we become our own worst enemy versus like, okay, it may not be perfect. We're going to put it out there and go from there. And there's a, a great phrase I always like to say, and I can't take credit for it. it it's actually on the wall at Facebook headquarters. It says, <laughs> Done is better than perfect. Amen. And I say that all the time. Done is better than perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. So walk us through a little bit about, so the audience, if they don't know what you do, what is Katie and Lance Consulting and like, what are you doing for clients? Because I think that's a good way to frame up before we get into the details of the social media, you know, it it gives them an idea and picture of what you do. 
Yeah, we really just focus on three things. So the first is speaking. I speak all over the country at conferences, primarily in real estate, uh, stages big and small. I think that's, like you said, that's where we first met, uh, was, was at an Inman conference. And I, I speak at probably a couple dozen, couple, uh, a couple dozen events every year. So that's always a lot of fun. Um, the second thing we do is we do consulting, but on the corporate level. So we consult with brokerages and franchises. We'll sit down with a franchise or brokerages leadership team and, and we'll spend a couple of days looking through their social media plan and doing things like a social media audit and really kind of peeling back the layers of what they're doing right and where are their opportunities for them to grow and improve. So a lot of our consulting is more kind of on that corporate level. And then the third thing is our Get Social Smart Academy. So our academy is a member site. It's for agents and brokers who are looking to get smarter about social media. And once they sign up, they have access to all of our videos and training. So that's been a great way to kind of uh, scale our business and, and serve more people, which ultimately is something we were excited about doing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So then walk us through, you know, this Get Social Smart Academy, because I think that will be the most relevant for our audience that's listening. Yeah. So, you know, you're helping real estate agents really with social media. Can you walk us through kind of your the biggest mistakes you see agents making? Um, and then let's talk about kind of some of the actions they can do to really increase their social awareness and or increase their abilities on social media and really ultimately to generate leads and, and more business yeah. for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest mistake I still see in real estate, but also outside of real estate, I see this in financial services and small business owners, is that a lot of people want to kind of outsource social media or just sort of check the box and say, okay, I did it. You know, we posted five times this week done and we move on. Mm. And I think it's something you have to be really careful with because, you know, when it comes to social media, the first part of social is social, right? <laughs> and there's still a part, especially in real estate, uh, where you, you've got to show up, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of the equivalent to, having a dinner party with your 10 most important clients. And instead of you showing up, you have your assistant show up and run the whole thing. Mm. Right. So I see, I still see that a lot is, is, is agents and brokers kind of, you know, set it and forget it outsourcing They're automating everything. And I, I think that there's definitely a place for agents and brokers and people to have help. You know, for example, we have a video editor on our team. Because I know for me, it's important to be on camera and to share my knowledge, but I don't have to be the one learning how to do video. Right? right. So, uh, and so when it, when it comes to, I think, content and social media, I don't think there's anything wrong with having someone maybe help you in terms of video editing or help you schedule some of your content, or maybe you've got a graphic designer to help you with graphics, things like that. Probably not in the beginning, but at some point that might be a, a place to aspire to. But when it comes to sort of the day to day and engaging with people, wishing people happy birthday or congratulations or that, that one to one connection, that's so powerful. And you can't, you know, underestimate the power of doing that. It's not just one more thing to check off. It's really one more tool in your tool chest for building those relationships. And that sort of leads me to the second part of that. And that is that it takes time. You know, we, we want those results right away. And, and as you said in the beginning, I think one of the things I try to pride myself on is, is understand that it takes time. It's a numbers game. And for anybody in sales, you've always heard that. Right? It's a numbers game. You, you know, you call 10 people, you talk to six, you get, you know, whatever it might be, right? And that's the same thing with social media. So when you start to post on a regular basis and you start to put out relevant content that's that's unique, that's in your voice, when you start to spend a few minutes a day connecting with people, it doesn't happen overnight. But over the course of time, when done right, you'll start to attract the people you want to work with, 
versus chasing leads. And that's a big part of what we teach in our academy is how do you attract the people you want to work with versus just constantly chasing leads. And it's just such a different mindset because when those people are ready to work with you, they're not calling 12 different realtors. No, they, they want to work with you because they've seen you on Facebook. They've seen your videos. They've been on your email list for the past six months. Like now they're watching you on Instagram. Like they know you, right? That's a big difference. So how does someone do that? You, you mentioned finding your voice, right? And I know that you talk a lot about storytelling. How does yep. someone start to uh, tell their story or find their voice? They're not posting on social media today or they're doing what you're saying. They're checking off the boxes, just posting or curating content. How do you start to, how do you identify what your voice is and make sure that that's authentic and also relates to your business? Yeah, it's a really good question. So what I recommend is, is agents or brokers, before you even hop on social media, to kind of take a step back. And, and I recommend that they do a little bit of an exercise. So if you're listening to this and you've got a paper play along. pen, this is, this is a great <laughs> exercise. Exactly. Play along with us. So I would ask yourself a few questions. The first thing I would say is, why do you love what you do? Yeah. Okay? Why do you love what you do? Why That's are awesome. you in real estate? And for most people, real estate, and I'm just using real estate as an example, for most people, real estate is not their first career. A lot of times it's their second, third, fourth. So, and I would encourage people to really kind of think, think beyond sort of like the surface level answer you give most people, like dig deep, like why are you really doing what you do? Why do you love what you do? The second thing I would ask um, people to think about is who do you love to work with? Like who do you love to work with, right? Like the people that call you and you just can't wait to talk to them. You just click, you hit it off. What is it about those kind of people that you love? And alternatively, the people you don't like to work with, where you <laughs> avoid their calls, that might be easier to think about. When you start to think about those things, and, and I'd recommend you know, keep it simple, get a notebook, start just making a few notes. When you could start to think about that, that will really influence your content and your voice in a big way. Because when it comes to content, some of the best content you can put out there is content that's evergreen, mm. meaning it's relevant today, but it's all also relevant three, six, 12 months from now. So it might be content like when's the best time to buy or sell or how do I declutter or how do I find a realtor, things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? There's a gazillion videos like that. Mm-hmm. But once you start to go through this exercise of figuring out why you love what you do and who you want to work with, when you create those pieces of content, you can now layer in your voice, right? Not just content for the sake of content, but sort of layering in your opinion. And that's a big difference between someone who's just like blasting out content for the sake of content and actually just layering in your opinion, right? And I'll I'll say also that when you first start doing this, you probably are not going to be very good at it. (laughs) I mean, I remember my first videos, you know, years ago, they're probably on YouTube somewhere and you know, they weren't, they weren't that great. And it's, it's a skill. I remember Luke's first videos. Yeah. Let's not, let's not talk. Let's not go there. (laughs) (laughs) The more you do it, the the better you get, you know, and, and that's the thing. So often people want to wait till everything's perfect. Guess what? Things are not going to be perfect. It's just like the agent who gets their license and then never takes a listing because they want to make sure that they've got everything ready and I've got my desk set up and I've got all my paperwork in place and like the car is clean and blah, blah, blah. You just, you learn by doing, you have to, at some point, jump in and just do it. Yeah. Right? I love that frequency before greatness. That's what I learned from yes. Grant Cardone, frequent before you're great. Now he was talking about cold calling, but that applies to everything in life. You must be frequent before you're great. You show up, show well, up. Yeah. Yes. It, it also gets the reps in so that you yep. can become great. So correct. Yes. 
It's so, like it's just like any a muscle, right? You're exercising that muscle. Yeah, you mentioned like putting your opinion in there. So I'm I'm curious to hear your take because I've heard your take, but I'm curious for you to share with our audience. How do you yeah. put your opinion in there without potentially offending a potential client or turning yeah. someone off because your opinion doesn't match theirs? If you are turning somebody off or your opinion doesn't match match someone else's. You're doing it right. I love that. <laughs> yes. Can we get an applause for that? Yeah. The rest of you, yes, applause right in the background. There we go. <laughs> that's that's the secret sauce. Is and here's the thing: nobody wants to offend people. Nobody wants right. to be polarizing. But the, the what happens then is then then they become really vanilla mm-hmm. and and really kind of boring. Mm. And if you think about your own use of social media, when we share something, when we comment or like on like something. It's typically because maybe something funny or inspirational or we agree with their opinion or maybe we disagree, right? Like it's, it's moved us in some way. Right. And so it doesn't mean you have to start offending everybody <laughs> that you meet, right? I'm not yeah, saying don't, go No, no, I'm going to go try that now. <laughs> <laughs> but what I found are some of the most opinionated people, I may not agree with them, you may not agree with them, but let me tell you, there's a whole audience of people that love them. Yeah. And that's their people. And I know that when I'm doing my videos, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? There's people who are watching this going, I don't know about that girl. I, you know, whatever. Like, and that's fine. Those <laughs> aren't my people. Right. Yeah. So part of it's just kind of being comfortable in your own skin and knowing like, look, I'm not going to try to be anybody else but who I am. And people either like it. They don't like it. If they don't like it. That's okay. There's enough business for all of us in the world. <laughs> I love that. I love that mindset. I got another Grant Cardone quote for us. One day they love me, one day they hate me, both days I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, that mindset, 50% of the world might love you, 50% might hate you. And once you get over, once you get into what you were talking about, which is why you do what you do, and if you notice, yeah. it wasn't about necessarily people loving you. It was, you know, it's about, you know, how, why do you love what you do yeah. why do you love helping people why do you whatever it is that makes you that why maybe you call it or whatever that you know makes you yeah. tick that's ultimately what it's about and if you stay true to that and, and stay on that course then you can deal with all the haters and also the haters are a sign you're making it a, a lot of times yeah. i mean once you start then you're actually that means you're getting attention there's awareness out yeah. there that's happening so then and us, ultimately oh sorry oh, no go no please yeah go ahead <laughs> I was just going to say one other small thing because you asked me earlier about mistakes. And this goes back to, I think, that question about what's a big mistake a lot of agents and brokers make. And if I could add one more to, to that answer, it would, it would be just being vanilla, right? Mm. Mm. If I go on 10 different agents' Facebook pages in 10 different cities, a lot of times I see the same thing. I see their listings, their open houses, links to articles they've read. But very rarely do I have a sense of who they are or mm. what do they stand for? What are they all about? Right. So even in 2019, I think that's a, such a huge opportunity uh, as long as, you know, you can be patient and know that it takes it takes time. Right. Just like any other marketing. Before I forget this thought, who is who do you think is doing social media well in the real estate business? Do you have any examples that you would share that maybe people could go see? Because uh, that yeah. thought popped into my mind. I don't want to lose it. But, <laughs> you know, I can yeah. think of a guy, Ed, Ed Stulak. 
Um, I might be butchering his last name, yeah. but that guy kills on social media. Um, if you guys look for Ed Stulak, so we did a podcast with with him, but he, I think he's classified the millennial realtor. The millennial realtor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he kills it. I, I'm learning from him. I'm yeah. like, he dude, does some super interesting. Like, home dude, teach tours. me. Yeah, yeah, teach me yeah. something, man. <laughs> yeah. but awesome. Is there anybody you can think of, Katie, that's doing it well that the audience could go check out? Yeah, I mean, I've got. I've got lots of examples, but probably one of my favorites, um, a good dear friend of mine, you might know her from Instagram or social media. Uh, her name is Sue Pinky Benson. She's Sue known as the Pinky. pink lady of real estate. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and Sue is awesome. She's a realtor in Naples, Florida. And particularly what I like about her is, you know, she was originally from a different area in Florida, moved out to Naples about three years ago. And the way she was really able to establish herself in a brand new market was through video. And if you look at anything that she does, she does a ton on Instagram stories, Instagram live, Facebook live. Most of it's just done with her phone. And she's a great example of leaning into who she is and who she's not. Hmm. Right. Some people love her. Some people don't love her. And she's fine with that. And she's attracted a ton of business because of the video content she's put out in Naples. And uh, she's a great example. She's, like I said, she's known as the pink lady of real estate. So if you, if you Google that, I'm sure you'll find her. And we'll put these um, <laughs> hashtags or whatever in, or not hashtags, these handles in the uh, show notes. So you guys can awesome. go to com and you can search this episode and we'll put them in there so you guys can go see some tangible examples. So I'm curious because, you know, I want to use kind of my brother as an example. So he's a real estate agent in Virginia and he's trying to go all in, as he calls it, on social media and he wants to build a big following and so he's doing you know takeover tuesday i don't know if you're following him josh you should be i am following take takeover i am Stephen acre nice awesome so (laughs) he does it where one member of his team uh, like today i think his buyer's agent took it over and she's like sharing on stories to give you an idea of what he's doing like she woke up today and she had a a story of her kids getting ready for work or getting ready for school she's getting her kids ready for school then she had a story of stopping by a fizbo and she's you know kind of filming her day so they're doing a take over Tuesday. Then they're trying to post all about their listings. They're trying to post testimonials. But, and they do open house lives and stuff like that. I guess what I am curious of your thoughts are what are some other ideas? Like he's almost struggling to come up with ideas of what he can post about to change it up. And maybe that's mm-hmm. the wrong mindset. So him and I have been kind of discussing that. Like, how do you not do the same thing over and over again and make mm-hmm. it boring? And, you know, he, so he's trying these educational tips. He's trying, you know, just following his day. But what are some ideas that you would give an agent like that? Sure. So one of the things I always recommend is it, it's a really great practice for an agent to sit down with a pen and paper and to brainstorm all the questions they get asked all the time. Right. And there's lots of questions people get asked all the time. Those questions where you think to yourself, oh, my gosh, if I get asked that one more time. Right. That, that's a great question. So when you sit down, you could probably brainstorm and think of 10, 20, maybe even 30 things that people ask you, even things like, you know, should I declutter? Why should I hire a stager? How should I find a realtor? Should I get a lender before I get a stager? Like, should I move to this area versus like just all those minute questions? You can even look in your email, look in your sent email as inspiration for questions. Um, and that's generally a great place to start. You know, you could brainstorm kind of a whole list of questions. And then once you've got a list, let's say you come up with a list of, you know, 20 or 30 topics. Now it's a matter of just like taking that and plugging that into your schedule. So you might answer one or two a week, maybe Tuesdays, tip Tuesday, where you're sharing a quick tip, a quick real estate tip, and you're answering a quick question. Uh, you know, maybe it's, um, 
you know, a different day of the week, but, you know, taking that sort of those ideas in terms of, you know, what that, what that content looks like and then kind of putting it on, onto a calendar. And then you can repurpose that in a lot of different ways. You know, for him, he might think about creating, um, maybe longer form video that's two or three minutes, which, you know, that's long form video these <laughs> yeah. days, right? Two or three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and taking that video, getting that up into his Facebook business page and on YouTube and then repurposing that. And creating a short story about it on Instagram stories and saying, hey, if you want to watch the full video, click the link in my bio, right? And so this idea of taking content, and I'm a huge believer in this, of, you know, one piece of content and slicing and dicing and repurposing it, mm-hmm. you know, 12 different ways um, is huge. The other thing I'd recommend, too, as far as content is featuring other people. It's mm-hmm. one of the fastest ways to grow your account, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, and the agents and brokers that we see doing this on a regular basis are growing their accounts leaps and bounds. So, for example, let's say every Friday you decide to do Feature Friday. Well, you could do an Instagram story. This works on Facebook, too, where you're saying, hey, I want to give a shout out to XYZ Bakery. These guys are amazing. They've got the best coffee in town. It's a great idea. Check them out. It doesn't have to be real estate related. It could be community. It could be whatever. And again, you could brainstorm that list. Like, who are the dozen or so companies or people that you love in your community Write them all down, search to see if they're on Instagram, make sure you follow them. If you do an Instagram story, tag that location, tag them. And now you're bringing them into the conversation. Mm. And that's a fantastic idea. Just to hit on one of the points that she made, because we just recently went through the same experience. And it's such a good point that people miss is taking content that's longer form and then cutting that down into smaller pieces. So what does that look like? That looks like video, that looks like quote graphics, that looks like images with a caption that talks about what you do. We were sitting down and brainstorming some stuff for um, Luke Social Media and Reminder Media, and Luke just did a webinar on uh, for our clients in April, right? And I said, I bet if we walk, if we watch that webinar, we'll come up with 20 pieces of content that we can post. We made it eight yep. minutes into an hour webinar and came up with 20 pieces of content to post. So go back. I'm, I'm blushing right now, guys. <laughs> that wasn't a compliment about you. Get, oh, oh, that was a compliment sorry, about I, I how Andrea that. and I are <laughs> brainstorming and coming up with content. But that's the yeah. idea is taking that and, and thinking of all the different ways. And like Luke said, if you're following people that are doing it well in the examples that you gave, it gives you ideas yeah. for here are the different types of pieces of content that I can make. Maybe I can't do video right now or I can't edit video because I don't have a video designer. Mm-hmm. There's lots of great apps that you can get on your phone for free that can help you edit video. So I don't even think that's yeah. much of an excuse anymore. But editing that down so that you can uh, begin repurposing it, it's so much less work for so much more content. I also It, want, it is. I, yeah. w- I want to point out there, the idea you mentioned about partnering. Uh, so my brother, who we're using in the example, just changed mm-hmm. his cell phone company to Sprint. And he got two referrals out of doing his, when he was changing his cell phone, he's asking all the reps, you know, hey, I'm a real estate agent. You know, he got two referrals, but he posted about them. Now, we're not thinking about it strategically like Katie is talking about here, which I think is amazing. But I just want to give that testimony of like, he featured Sprint. If you go to his profile right now, I believe he has a picture of him (laughs) in the Sprint store with, with two of the reps introducing him. So like, we weren't even thinking of it that way, but I love that. And think of how many local businesses you have in your community and the in the ability to get referrals and they want to, you know that he did a business line with them so he switched from a personal line to a business line and you can feed them business they can feed you business i love yeah. that that's awesome so a uh, great tip yeah, so, and I, go ahead oh i was gonna say i mean 
I think a lot of people think of, have heard that tip before, but what happens a lot of times is people think, well, that sounds like a lot of work. I got to contact the business and then I got to go do a video shoot and all this, you know, X, Y, and Z. And you could go down that route. You know, you could make this professional, you know, community video series, whatever, but you could also just start with where you're at, right? <laughs> you could just start by holding a cup of coffee and saying, this coffee's awesome. And I got it at XYZ bakery. Like they're awesome. Check it out. It, it doesn't have to be, mm. you know, this like Hollywood video production. Yeah. You could start with where you're at, you know? Yeah. That's such a great tip. So, what platform is, do you encourage agents to be on the most of the social media platforms? Uh, it's a tricky question because I, I think for a lot of people, Facebook is still the number one social media platform, but Facebook is changing and evolving so much. Mm-hmm. And there's so much noise on Facebook with, you know, political posts and, you know, everything else in between. Yep. I think Instagram is, is a close second. And for a lot of agents, Instagram has become the first. So those are the two places I'm hanging out the most on for sure. Um, I think, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in, Instagram is a little bit quieter still, uh, even though it's owned by Facebook. Uh, it's also a more aspirational platform, which I think is perfect for real estate. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think both of them, I think if you're just putting all your eggs in, in Facebook and, and you are writing off Instagram, I would encourage you to at least explore Instagram a little bit. Instagram, in my opinion, is kind of where Facebook was like 10 years ago, hmm. um, in terms of just, you know, a lot of different things. People are like, Oh, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I'm always like, just download it. Just play around with it. What's the worst thing that can happen? You push the wrong button and then you can delete it. <laughs> I'm constantly you know, finding new new features on Instagram. I show Andrea, our social media manager. I'm like, hey, look at this feature. Do you know about this? She's like, yeah. We've She's been like, using what, that are for you months. old? Or, no. I do feel old sometimes. <laughs> There's so much that you can do. Yeah, both of those are growing. They're both really valuable. I mean, Facebook just came out with a big announcement. They're, they've made a number of big announcements recently, uh, specifically around Facebook. They are, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but they are starting to populate groups a lot more than ever before. They're yes. going to be making a lot of tweaks to Facebook groups. So I do think that that's a big area of opportunity for agents. It's a huge opportunity. Yeah. You know, in terms of like a, maybe creating a community group or if they're a broker, a group just for their agents. Yeah. But I think groups are going to continue to grow uh, in a big way. Mark Zuckerberg has said that the future of social media is private. I think is really interesting. And I, mm. I look at that as a couple different ways. I think groups are a little, obviously a lot more private than say some of the public Facebook pages, things like that. But I also think there's a lot of opportunity in that one-to-one, you know, using Facebook Messenger, using Instagram Messenger, having calls to action like, hey, you have any questions? Message me. What do you think of this? Message me. And when you start getting that one-to-one, there's so much magic in that. That's mm-hmm. where the relationships happen is that that one-to-one, that back and forth. Yeah. And I mean, an applicable uh, or a practical application of that would be like, if you're a realtor or any service-based business professional in a in a community and you want to be the go-to resource for people in that community, you can put together a group and become that resource in a very public way or, like you said, a closed group, private way, as well as encouraging people to ask you questions um, through DM. I see a lot of uh, a lot of people with their uh, when they do Instagram stories, obviously ask me anything kind of questions. You can put like a little question box on your story for people to ask you. So if you have followers. Uh, on Instagram, you can have them ask you anything. Do you need me to recommend? What recommendations do you are you looking for this spring? Right, people are spring cleaning. We're cleaning up our yards. We're cleaning out my me and my wife just cleaned out our garage. 
That was an all day affair. Yeah. On the history channel. Yeah, get the pickers in here. But that's a great opportunity to start becoming that local expert and that resource for people that will keep you top of mind. Yes. And one tip I would give you, especially for anyone listening who's starting to explore Instagram stories, um, a great place to kind of start with Instagram stories if you're starting to put out content, maybe you're answering questions or you're, you know, kind of sharing behind the scenes. I really recommend people start using uh, the poll feature. So within Instagram stories, there's a little button that says poll and yep. you can create your own poll. And it could be as simple as, um, you know, I don't know, are you watching the big game tonight? Yes or no. Uh, you know, have you ever been at this coffee shop? Yes or no. And you, it doesn't have to be overly complicated, but the idea behind a poll is it gets people tapping, right? It gets people engaged. And with the Instagram algorithm, the more you can get people engaged, the more likely they're going to see the rest of your content. Hmm. So we use polls quite often, and it's a great way just to kind of keep, keep people engaged, keep people, you know, in the conversation. And on the back end of Instagram, I can see, oh, look, these 20 people answered my poll. Well, now I'm going to go check out their content. I'm going to interact with them. And it's a great way to build engagement. That's awesome. No, I love that. It's a great tip. What's your best uh, tip of like growing a following? Like when you start on Instagram, you know, I know for me, what's really hard and what for most people, it's like you don't have anybody following you. So how do you go out there yeah. and get them? And so, you you know, there's the follow for follow strategy and stuff. But what is the best way you have found to kind of organically grow a following? Yeah, that's a good question. We we really spent a lot of time over the last probably six to 12 months really focused on growing our Instagram. And part of that was I wanted to get over that 10,000 follower mark because as <laughs> a lot of you might know when you get over 10,000, you get the the coveted swipe up feature yeah. <laughs> with, your, with your Instagram stories, which is awesome. Uh, you only, you know, you can, if you don't have 10,000 followers, you can still use that with Instagram TV and you can still use that if you do paid advertising, um, which we can talk about if you'd like. But as far as growing your Instagram, I think there's a couple things that are really important. Obviously, quality of content is really key and posting consistent, consistently. You know, I know there's lots of uh, school, schools of thought. We really upped, up, upped how often we're posting. I post in our Instagram newsfeed at least once a day sometimes twice a day. Okay. Um, that frequency has made a really big difference. And then using hashtags in posts, using, you know, 20 to 30 hashtags per post, doing a little bit of hashtag research to see which hashtags might be the most relevant for your audience. How do you, do, how do, you do the research? Sorry. Uh, how do you do hashtag research? There's, I mean, there's different apps. So if you okay. go in the app store and you can search, you know, hashtag, you know, there's lots of different apps that will help okay. you. But sort of organically, what I've done is you can just go on Instagram and, and start searching uh, things that are relevant to you. So if, for example, if I was an agent, uh, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. If I was okay. an agent in San Francisco, I would, I would go on Instagram. I'd search San Francisco real estate or okay. San Francisco homes, San Francisco homes for sale. And I would start to kind of search to see what types of hashtags are being used. And you'll see okay. certain hashtags of millions of users. Some only have a couple dozen. I like to try to pick hashtags that have at least a few hundred thousand. Okay. I find that that kind of, that's sort of the sweet spot, you know, where you'll, you'll actually get noticed <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're using something like that. Uh, so hashtags make a big difference. Frequency with Instagram stories makes a big difference. And then to really grow your account though, you mentioned follow for follow. I'm not a really big fan of follow for follow, but I think what's really effective is actually going out and seeing Who's posting content using the hashtags you want to be found in? So if I was an agent in San Francisco, and let's say I wanted to be sort of found for hashtag SF Realtor or hashtag SF Homes, I would start searching that hashtag and then engaging with other people 
who are using that hashtag. Love it. Right? So I do that on a daily basis. I'm engaging with probably 20 or 30 people every single day who are not followers of me yet, (laughs) but who are using hashtags that I want to be known in. And I'm not just clicking like on 20 or 30 things. I'm really trying to be thoughtful and, you know, leave a thoughtful comment. And what will happen is they will go, oh, who's that? Then they click over to my profile. So it's important you have a nice profile that you've got, you know, your bio updated. It's been a great way to kind of organically build our following over the course of time. But just like anything, it takes time, you know. No, I think that's great tips. Do you use like Instagram TV right now? Have you found that to be really successful? I know that just recently has become kind of the go-to thing is what I'm hearing. Have you found that to be successful or seen any difference using that? Yeah. You know, Instagram TV, as you probably know, launched about a year or two ago and it, you know, it was okay. I mean, we would put videos up there or we didn't get a whole lot of traction. And then Instagram made this change pretty recently to uh, how Instagram TV works. And for those of you listening who may not know, Instagram TV is a, a separate app, a standalone app where you can upload video content that's up to 10 minutes in length. And so the latest thing that happens now with Instagram TV is you can upload that video onto Instagram TV. And now there's a little button that says, would you like to share a preview, a one minute preview over on your own Instagram feed? Mm-hmm. And once they made that change, it was I know it's a cliche, but it really was a game changer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we post content on, on Instagram TV probably at least once a week. We share that one minute preview. It shows up on our, in the news feed. It's more likely to show up in the explore tab. And what we've seen is instead of just getting a couple hundred views on our videos, we're getting thousands of views on our IGTV videos. And right now, at least right now, as of the recording of this podcast, it's one of the best ways to get traction that's on awesome. Instagram is through IGTV. Apparently, Instagram is really pushing for it, well, so your content is more likely to get seen. Yeah, that's it. I mean, this is another tip is pay attention to what these social media platforms are doing. When they release a new feature, try and use that feature as much as possible. So Katie said that they released that about a year ago. We got into yep. it a little bit about a year ago. We actually saw it starting to fall off. We didn't put a ton of time into it. Same thing you're saying. Weren't really seeing the results. And then the minute that they do that, be on those changes because the the platforms are going to push mm-hmm. their new features because they want them to be successful. It was the same thing that happened with Facebook Live is Facebook yep. favors live videos. If you guys don't know, your followers on Facebook if you have a business page, you're only going to reach about two to 5% if you're lucky of those followers on, on Facebook. Facebook wants people to see more of, um, people's content. So what your friends are, are sharing versus the pages that you're following. But once you start doing live videos, all of a sudden your organic reach from those live videos increases because Facebook wants to keep you on their platform. They want you to use their new features. And the same thing applies there with this IGTV. So make sure that you're following, um, up, you know, staying up to date on those. Is there any blogs or any news sites that you recommend people follow just to stay up to date on that stuff? I mean, I've been following Social Media Examiner for years and years. I think they're a great source for just social media news and updates. They have a great conference that they put on uh, once a year. And, uh, you know, I mean, full disclosure, I've been a contributor <laughs> to them as well uh, in the past, but they're they're a great source for just what's kind of what's the latest and greatest and what's happening um, I also really liked, uh, BuzzSumo. BuzzSumo is a mm. great source yep. as well. Um, they are a great content curation platform. So if you're looking for like the best content for certain subjects, they're a great platform, but they're also a great news platform. It's really great to find out like what's, what's the latest, what's going on with, with social media. Uh, and so I, I use that platform a lot to kind of 
you know, get the scoop on what's the what's the latest thing Mark Zuckerberg's talking about. Or you can also <laughs> follow katielance.com slash blog. <laughs> yes, for your, that is for true. Plug guys. <laughs> no, no, I love that. Um, so, what's your, you know, if I could pick your brain all day, I'm so curious about this social media stuff, mainly because, you know, I feel the wins and the pains of social media. Like, we're trying to grow our following. We have been engaging. I love now engaging with clients. I'm talking to my own clients on social media. It's awesome. And we've been at it for, you know, years now trying to, you know, really master this game. What's your philosophy on paid ads? Like, you know, what, you know, at a high level, you know, if you were giving your advice to people for paid ads from Facebook and Instagram and stuff, what, what would you say? Well, I think paid ads, especially for real estate, are changing, um, you know, just in the financial industry in general. You know, depending on when you listen to this podcast, things may have changed again. <laughs> um, you know, there's been all these things that have come out about uh, fair housing and right. what types of ads you can place. And, you know, there's... Uh, just a lot of news coming down from the National Association of Realtors and and housing and urban development and all that good stuff. And apparently, according to Facebook, by the fall, they're saying around September or so that they are going to be launching a ad platform for Facebook and Instagram just for real estate and just for the kind of real estate financial services. So I oh, think wow. it's definitely yeah, it's definitely a kind of a moving target right now. And if you've tried to run any ads recently, you your ads might have gotten flagged for fair housing. So I think it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. I do think advertising can be effective. Um, I think we've been spoiled by Facebook because in the past we used to be able to really like target every little <laughs> new one yep. and that's kind of not going away. Um, I do think that there's opportunities for a- advertising. A couple things. Right now, I think it's a great opportunity to advertise on Instagram, especially Instagram stories. You know, that's kind of a prime piece of real estate. No pun intended, but it's a really prime piece of real estate right now that not a lot of people are taking advantage of. Right. So we're seeing agents and brokers who um, are using Instagram stories ads to either promote their listings or, uh, you know, provide valuable content. Maybe they're, you know, they're saying, hey, you know, are you thinking about being a first time homebuyer? Swipe up to get my first time, first time homebuyer, you know, checklist or whatever right. it might be. So those type of ads, I think, are performing really well. Video ads are still performing really well. If you're running any kind of video content on Facebook uh, those tend to be running really, really well. Ideally, the, where I think um, things are kind of moving towards and, and where we see the biggest benefit for advertising are ads where you are targeting a really warm audience, right? Ads where you're targeting people who already kind of know, like, and trust you. So they've either, they've either, either they've come to your website and you're retargeting them through the Facebook pixel, which is really effective, mm-hmm. or you've got a custom email database and you're uploading that into Facebook, uh, you know, a list of people who've opted into your email marketing, you're uploading that, and then you're running ads to that list. We've seen, I mean, just from our own experience and the, the clients we've worked with, when you can do ads that are targeting that warm audience, they're more likely to click on the ad, they're more likely to engage in the ad, they're more likely to tag their friends <laughs> in an ad. So... I think there's opportunities. I just don't think it's the end all and be all. I think a lot of people put money in ads because they're not quite sure what else to do and they want to make sure that they're getting some bang for their buck. Mm. I still think there's a lot of things that you can do organically, especially when it comes to content and putting out original content. Yeah. We've already seen it like kind of the ads definitely get, get the reach. They get the eyeballs. They find the audience potentially for you because you can be so 
you can really be really specific with who you want to reach in terms of yeah. um, people that like other pages that you might want to target. And then that ultimately gets them into your content machine. And I think Instagram is such a great tool for really showing off the personality so much more than Facebook because you're so much more likely to get seen. You know, your stories yes. and your content are so much more likely to get seen on Instagram, whereas Facebook's so hard to get seen organically. I would even yeah, and, and I think there's there's lots of different layers to ads. You know, so so often an agent's trying to do an ad to sell something or to sell themselves, and right, they're they're doing it. There's this cold audience that who yeah. who doesn't know, even know who they are. No, you have right? to build the funnel. Yeah, like you said, you have to build the funnel. You have to get known first, then you have to get liked, then you have to get trusted, and then that that becomes your potential. Yeah. Now, I I really love your philosophy on running ads because I think it touches on the fundamental principles of running a real estate business or financial business. If you run ads really chasing leads to steal your term that you mentioned earlier, you're going to end up being disappointed. And that's why I think a lot of real estate agents get into the ad game and get into really every marketing they do. They think I'm going to do an an ad and it's going to generate me leads and then I'm going to get a closing. And if you think about it from a mindset, you use the term the warm audience. And what I like to say is like, what you're trying to do is build a relationship, get known, get mind share with the people. And so they go through this funnel of no like and trust. Like my brother, to mention him in this example we've been using through the podcast, his ads, the biggest effect his ads have for him are not the buyers and seller leads it generates, though he gets leads off of his ads. It's the friends that decide to use him that say, man, I see you everywhere. You must be killing it. It's like the branding, which I know we hate branding because it's not a direct instant (laughs) gratification, but it's like this cumulative effect that we talk about in marketing that you want to be omnipresent. You want people just to see you everywhere. And in a great way to do it is do content that's not selling something as much as it is providing value. And then every once in a while you're posting, you know, they see your listings. You post and they, guess what? They see your testimonial of a client that has used you. And it's all in this just funnel of trying to build this mind share. So then they get warmer and warmer and warmer. And then when the time comes, they think of you. So I want to ask you, you know, one of the questions we ask everybody we interview on the podcast and, you know, every one of us, you know, just, I think it's just how we are as human beings. We really want to know the seven step process to success. And we're always searching for, you know, what is it that successful people have done? Yeah. What are the three things I need to do? It's just clickbait. But I'm just curious, you know, there, I don't believe there's a magic formula to success. And I believe most of the audience doesn't think there is either, but there are principles. There are routines that successful people do that maybe it's not for everybody, but maybe there's a routine you've done in your life or, or things you've, you've practiced day in and day out that you can look back now and go, that routine has really generated a lot of success. And I'm curious if you have any that you could share with us. Yeah, absolutely. I think habits and routines are, are so key. You know, uh, a lot of people will say, I don't have time for social media. And I will usually challenge that and say, I bet you just haven't made it a routine yet, mm. <laughs> right? You probably just haven't made it into a system. And when I think about, you know, your question about systems and, and, and routines, I think for me, it's, it's really been staying committed to my daily routine as far as my work hours, as far as what I say yes to, what I say no to. Um, you know, for me, one of the reasons why we started our own company was to have quality of life, mm. to have time with my two kids, 
to be there in the morning before they go to school and to see them after school and, you know, all that, all that good stuff. Right. And so to me, I think time is our most precious asset. And so really guarding that time and, you know, for, for us, I've kind of set some parameters about when, when we're on, you know, as far as, as far as, you know, our work hours, when we, you know, take our first call, when we kind of end the day. And I mean, to be honest with you, we start our day, we probably take our first call around nine or 10 and then we try to end it by like three or four um, because we want to be in this for the long haul, you mm. know? And of course, as an entrepreneur, we might be on our laptop late at night, you know, or on a Saturday, whatever it might be as needed. But just having that, those parameters of your own, your own time and, you know, not being able to, to not being afraid to kind of push back a little bit, or if, you know, if someone's asking for a specific time, just, you know, kind of, I don't know if push back is the right word, but just having those right expectations when you're working with working with clients and working with people. And I think people respect you even more. I would uh, agree. You know, I, I mean, I have a, a, a client of mine who takes, uh, or someone who's in our academy, I should say, and, and he takes every Sunday off, like completely just takes the whole day off. And in real estate, that's, you know, oh my gosh, like unheard <laughs> of. But uh, for him, just spiritually and for his family, and he always says it's like the best thing that he, he's been able to do for his business. And he's able to do it because he has set those right expectations. You know, I, and I love that. A habit. I yeah. love that. Valuing that self value of your time, I think even gives a persona of confidence that, yeah. you know, hey, I'm not available 24 seven. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I love that. Yeah. All right. So last just setting, just setting limits, I would say too, you know, how many, because so, so often we schedule our day, boom, boom, boom. And we just, we don't allow ourselves some unstructured time, right? you know, to do whatever needs to get done. Right. So I think that's important too. What was it? Uh, was it Lee, Lee Brown? Am I pronouncing, I'm getting her name maybe wrong. She says, I don't work with assholes, a bit popular, popular <laughs> real estate agent. And like one of her themes is I don't, I don't yeah. work with assholes. Now that's being authentic. I don't work with And she's a great example. Some people, I mean, a lot of people love her yep. and there's, I'm sure some people who uh, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. don't and that's yep. okay. She could care Correct. less. Yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. So last question for you here, you know, is knowing what you know now, what yeah. would you go back and tell younger Katie? What advice would you give? <laughs> well, I think to bring it, to bring it back to business, since this is such a, a great conversation about social media and business, I would probably go back to like the first year that I started our company. And the first year we were in business, this is a, a bit embarrassing, but I didn't even have a website. <laughs> I had a Facebook page and it, it's fine. It was one of those things where again, like done is better than perfect. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But what I realized is the value of not just having a website, but having a website that helps to build your email database. Mm. And I, I wish I would have started that earlier than we mm. did. And that's, that's now a big focus of our business because, you know, to be honest with you, who knows how long Facebook will be around for. They could be here today, gone tomorrow. Right. You know, I don't think that'll necessarily happen, but who knows? And so often people put all of their eggs into social media and I'm in the business of social media, yep. but I still think it's so valuable for you to own your list. And I mean, this could be a whole other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it really could. But it, I just think it's so valuable. So often I'll speak at an event and say, how many of you are sending out, you know, email newsletters? And like, you know, a, a dozen people out of 100 will raise their hand. And I just would say for anyone listening to this, there's a lot of value in starting to build an email database, not just for sending out property alerts if you're in real estate, but building, building an email database where, you know, maybe once a month or a couple times a month, you're sending them valuable information. You're keeping in touch with them 
believe it or not, in 2019, email is not dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, when done right, it can really make a huge, huge difference in your business. That's, to be honest, kind of one of the, the extra little secret sauces that we've learned into growing our platforms because we're not platform dependent. Yes. So, yeah. um, that would just be my, my one little tip if I could go back well, in time. That's a great lesson. If you're listening <laughs> out awesome. there and you don't have your email database, then don't, don't, don't do what Katie did and say you regret it yeah. later. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah. And your money, start your, it. Your business's value is in the client. Base. Yeah. It's in your yes. database. And you and hear that all, that wherever you go. Yep, correct. You hear that in real estate specifically, but it's every business. Your value yep. is your database of customers. Um, yep. and, and prospects and people who know, like, and trust you. That that is your Absolutely. value as a business. I love that. Great tip. Well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. Really appreciated you having uh, having you on the podcast. Uh, before thank we you. go, let people know how they can connect with you, how they can get your book, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Probably the best place for anybody to connect with me is on my website. Uh, it's just katielance.com, K-A-T-I-E, Lance, L-A-N-C-E, katielance.com. We have hundreds of free resources. You can sign up for our email newsletter <laughs> there if you'd like and connect with us on social media. And since you're listening to this, you are probably a podcast listener, I would I would guess. And so uh, we also have a, a podcast we launched recently. I'm just the Katie Lance podcast uh, on all the podcast platforms. So that's a great way to connect if you enjoy uh, podcast content. But I'm happy to connect with anyone listening. If you have any questions or want to pick my brain or there's something I said you didn't quite understand, feel free to reach out. Awesome. We'll definitely link to all of that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll link to all of that in the show notes for this episode, which you can get by going to statepaidpodcast.com. Or if you're listening to this on a mobile device, you can usually either tap or swipe over the cover art. I think if you're on the iPhone, just swipe up and that'll give you all of the information, including the show notes for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you did like what you hear today, heard today, if you like today, if you like what you're here today today or heard and you heard it (laughs) and you liked it, go into iTunes, give us a five star rating. It really helps us spread the word. Also, you can find this podcast in video on YouTube.com slash Reminder Media. And you can contact us on Instagram at staypaidpodcast.com. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree, and I have your action item here. And you must do this. When you get home tonight. <laughs> do it. Well, actually, I'm not even going to say when you get home tonight. Do it right after listening pull to Pull over. This. If you're driving, pull over. Yes, it's pull over the road. Side of it. It Put your blinkers it. on. Katie gave you an unbelievable social media tip. And I'm literally going to text my brother after this and say, dude, I know how to get your next 20 posts. But I'll give you credit. (laughs) Write down the 20 most asked questions to you. It's a brilliant idea. Brilliant idea. Write down what are the 20 most asked questions that you get in your business. Mm, That you take for granted. Yeah, that you take for granted. And it might not just be educational stuff on your business. It might be your story. Like people might ask you, why do you do do real estate? That might be one of the most asked questions you get. So don't think about it just in terms of education. I thought that was a brilliant idea. Write those 20 down, film a video answering each of them, write little something answering each of them. And you got so much content there. The reason we do stay paid is we want people to take action on some of the tips that they hear. I know you're not going to take action on all of them, but just some of the tips, put them into action. This is the tip you should put into action today to get you some content that you can start posting because like we talked about on this podcast, it's about consistency. Consistency wins the game all the time. And remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single business we've worked in, we work in over 140 different industries. 
This has been consistent in every business. The difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Remember, done is better than perfect. So take action on that today. (laughs) 